Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, July 1st, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Before we get back into our text, let's have a moment for prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, as we continue growing in you, as our faith continues to develop, as we continue to strengthen our faith around us, may we know that your grace is upon us even when we have fallen in the past, even when we are unsure, even when we have doubts, you are present with us. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Listen again to the words from 1 Timothy, the first chapter, verses 3 through 7. I urge you as I did when I was on my way to Macedonia to remain in Ephesus so that you may instruct certain people not to teach different teachings and not to occupy themselves with myths and endless genealogies that promote speculations rather than the divine training that is known by faith. But the aim of such instruction is love that comes from a pure heart, a good conscience, and sincere faith. Some people have deviated from these and turned to meaningless talk desiring to be teachers of the law without understanding either what they are saying or the things about which they make assertions. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, it is blazing hot here in Alabama and in most places in the country. And currently in your office, the AC (laughs) is not working. So what, for a fun question, what is your ideal way to beat the heat? Uh, My ideal way to beat the heat is to never, ever go out into it, Brett. (laughs) That's really the ideal way. Um, You know, our dogs uh, like to be walked. And sometimes I'll be like, if it doesn't doesn't happen at 5 a.m., or like 10 at night, Mm -hmm. they're going to just have to make (laughs) two Uh, because it's hot. Um, Another way, I love popsicles, and we have like copious amounts of popsicles. And so, yeah, I eat an inordinate amount of popsicles in the summer. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, There is a a place in Tucson. It only exists in Tucson, though. I just read that they're expanding. They're called EGs. And it's essentially the greatest slushy you've ever had mm. in your entire life. They've just nailed the texture. It's not over sweet. There's chunks yes. of real fruit. Uh, and it's 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 been a minute since I've had an EG's. But, yeah. um, I don't even was... need them to be that bougie. Like, I'm <laughs> fine with, like, the colored sugar water you had as a kid. Or I don't know, I had as a kid. Just, just, but just yeah. the ice and syrup pumped yes. into there. Uh-huh. It gets you there. <laughs> But to our to our scripture, you know, Paul or the author of this is warning Timothy against false teachers. How do we balance not wanting to be false teachers with the reality that you talked about on Monday that our faith grows and our views may change regarding scripture or regarding God? And how do we not feel? How are we not a false teacher or a hypocrite? Or uh, how do we balance that? 
You know, I'd never really thought about it before, but you know, the last part of this, the the verse seven says, they're desiring to be teachers of the law without understanding what they are saying or the things of which about which they make assertions. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I love about our tradition in the Presbyterian Church is that we value education mm-hmm. and knowledge and learning. And so, as I'm sure it is for you, I have never started a sermon without kind of like diving deep into what the scripture says, how people would have read it in the first century and then through history. And so I think there is an element of doing our our very best to expand our knowledge as much as we can when we come to any sort of teaching. Um, but the truth is that you can't know what you can't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think about um, my grandfather, who is the model of faith for me. He also grew up in Western North Carolina in a county that to this day has no African-American people. They did not have to... Um, you know, do any sort of busing because there was a Native American population there. And so that accounted for minorities, right? So, you know, and he was racist. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, how do I put together kind of like this very loving, very faithful man? uh, And it's because he was a product of his time and place and Mm -hmm. he couldn't know what he didn't know. And so I think that for me, I have to approach any sort of teaching And any sort of belief I have about my faith, I have to approach it always holding kind of like in one hand the assumption that I will be getting something wrong, Mm -hmm. that there is something about the mind of God that I can't know, Mm -hmm. that I am blinded by my time and place and context. I just can't know what I can't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so knowing that and knowing that makes me feel, I don't know, like I should offer a little more grace to those who've gone before that maybe there were faithful people doing the best they could. Um, That's probably easy for me to say because I'm a white person Mm -hmm. who um, hasn't experienced a lot of the really evil systemic things that people have done. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically what it comes down to is, um, you know, when we're wrong, I hope the Holy Spirit tells us, and I hope I have the courage to change. Yeah. What do you think? I think that's such a, a lovely answer, and and I think you know in in my own life I can I can you know look back to things that I've taught in a Sunday school or a Bible study when I was twenty. You oh know? Lord, um, the heresies! And, and <laughs> the, the things that were purported uh, are not something I'd be proud of. Uh, but I think that our faith does. Uh, as you point out, give us um, two avenues: the grace of God, which which settles upon us, but it also gives us the opportunity for confession. We can we can we can say, "I was wrong about this. I've yes. I've been I've been wrong about this. Uh, I have said this incorrectly," uh, and 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 admit that, uh, apologize for that, confess that before God and before community. Uh, and, and I do think the grace of God comes upon us, and as a community, we are to offer that. Um, and so uh, that's never easy. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, never, uh-huh. it's probably one of the most difficult things, especially when it comes to your faith, because that's something you want to 
hold tightly to. Um, but uh, I think that it is an aspect of growth. I think probably by the end of my ministry, I can look at sermons now that I've been given and I can say, you know, I probably got this thing wrong. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and, and I fully believe that the grace of God and the Holy Spirit is still working through it. Um, mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I'm not going to be as faithful as I can in my preparation and my sermons. And, uh, and, you know, we've talked about this of, of preaching isn't just what we say. Um, it's also what's heard, uh, and the yeah. Holy Spirit works in a way between that uh, that we don't understand. I mean, that's my prayer every Sunday, right? <laughs> yeah. That yeah. everything yeah. that is of me would just fall away and that people would hear what the Holy Spirit needed them to hear. Um, and I think that's very true. You know, one of the things I've my favorite part of a worship service is the confession. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, Because it's a central truth of my life that God knows me completely and I'm a hot mess and loves me anyway. And one of the things that I think, a a page that I think Christianity could take from like 12-step groups is that, you know, 12-step groups encourage their people to every night take an inventory, Hmm. to take time and literally write, who did I hurt today? Um, To ask for forgiveness, to think about where they need to make amends, of course, 12-step groups were formed out of a religious Christian tradition, Mm -hmm. so it's nothing new there. Mm -hmm. But um, there's something to be said for being a people who take an inventory Mm -hmm. and ask the hard question of what did I get wrong today? And maybe even what did I get right Mm -hmm. um, in giving all that to God? And I think that that's, you know, that those right there are practical steps to how we get to a pure heart and a yeah. good conscience yeah. and a sincere faith of, of taking that inventory of enacting confession of asking for forgiveness that those lead to a strong inner life of faith hmm. well friends thank you so much for joining us i'm gonna leave us with a quote from the author ray bradbury he has written we're going to meet a lot of lonely people in the next week and the next month, and the next year. When they ask us what we're doing, you can say, we're remembering. That's where we'll win out in the long run. And someday, we'll remember so much that we'll build the biggest steam shovel in history and dig the biggest grave of all time and shove war in it and cover it up. May it be so. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Monday. It was wonderful being back with you all. Mm, It was. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen. Amen.